only thing permanent is change and in this complex ambiguous uncertain and volatile world the best bet that managers have is through setting up a vibrant and strong learning culture in their teams but how do managers really begin with this especially in times when we are still struggling to set up a perfect environment for people to work in when teams are distributed working out of home working out of remote places this is exactly what we'll be talking about in our episode today on management on toast a show where we pick current complicated issues that managers are plagued with and talk about them in a simple and complicated manner and the topic we've picked for today's episode is learning in a wuka world and for today's episode we're taking up a different format i have a special guest joining me in the podcast studio and we will be having an open discussion about lifelong learning continuous learning about expanding the learning diet and what managers can do to get greater ownership from team members and build a mindset of learning and a growth mindset in the teams join me in the discussion that follows hey everyone welcome to another episode of management on toast and in today's episode i have the pleasure and the honor of speaking with a fellow hr professional and right one at that uh, she studied in eight institutes uh, through her illustrious academic career uh, the latest being the coveted xlri at jamshedpur it's one of india's premier institutes for management education especially in the field of human resources uh, she's currently working with asian paints contributing in the space of talent management and organization development she is shruti joshi so welcome shruti to kenneth it's an absolute pleasure to be here with you okay so i don't really have my tea and coffee which i usually have along along with the episode but what i do have for you is perhaps an engaging and a really great conversation and and the topic we've picked up for this episode is one that's close to many managers but i also know that it's very close to your heart it's around learning and learning in a wuka world a wuka for those who don't know it is is volatile uncertain complex ambiguous in other words it's it's the times that we are living in right now in 2020 um and that's that's going to be our topic so uh let's get down right to it i mean when we talk of uh, wuka world that we are operating in and talk of learning in that world uh, our environment in terms of learning is just turned upside down in these days of lockdown and having to work out of home there's just been a tremendous learning curve once had to climb so shruti i just wanted to get your perspective you know this current scenario of operating out of home or operating out of remote places distributed teams and learning that environment how has it impacted your managers and team members overall um so kenneth what has happened is uh, it's totally shifted the focus from a traditional classroom uh, based learning to a lot more tech enabled learning a lot more digital platforms have come to the front uh, while these have always been in the organization especially in the one that i've been at uh, you know there's a sudden uh, change in the focus and the lens with which you look at these platforms because you know you no longer look at them as uh, just uh, another support pillar but you look at them as the hero of your entire learning journey so yeah that's that's been a pretty uh, magnificent uh, step and a shift to that extent and and it's it's something that most organizations are having to make peace with right now isn't it i mean i've, I've worked with companies where 
folks haven't been completely comfortable with the idea of learning online and and technology and saying that it actually is an impediment to the way of working and now having to make peace with that idea that you know we're going to have to this is how we will we are working right now and we might most probably have to work in this manner and and learn in this manner for some time. yeah so i i speak to a lot of uh, yeah. uh, people who are trainers and facilitators and and you know pretty uh, they they they've had a pretty strong inkling towards a traditional classroom based approach even those people have used this entire period of uh, covid times that we are in to upskill themselves to say hey how can i redesign uh, the experiences for my teams and my uh, audience and uh, and and I, i see that happening pretty mm-hmm. strongly in the industry yeah and it it's it's a big shift that that's happened and uh, hopefully we through this episode we will look to contribute towards the larger man- manager community that's out there and hopefully also be able to support the lnd teams and nhr teams and to see how they can perhaps enrich and enhance the experience so here's what we're doing in the episode we're picking up you know, concepts that managers could follow then of course anyone else who's listening in as well uh, whether it's the whether it's the hr fraternity or whether the leadership of an organization can also see how you could help your managers be able to pick up some of these things we talk about and one of the first that came across in you know my earlier discussions uh, with you shruti was this aspect of lifelong learning and continuous learning you, you know maybe share a little bit uh, with our audience about why you think this is perhaps a crucial way to learn sure. in the world um so can it actually there is no alternate uh, if you look at uh, the world the way we, it is it stands today the way things are moving and the pace at which they it's moving there's honestly no other way to survive in this uh, world where the game uh, changes uh, every few years if you're lucky and if not uh, even sooner than that uh, what the concept of lifelong learning actually ensures is that you're always at the top of your game you're always uh, you know fully equipped to uh do justice to the potential that lies within you uh there is no one who can today say with uh, complete confidence that they have all that is required of them uh you know they that they have everything that uh, will ever be needed in the next uh, entire lifetime of their career uh, much less uh, you know in a couple of years uh what what stands out for me in the concept of lifelong learning is uh a uh, force is that it believes that you can grow it believes that uh, you have the neuroplasticity and you have the ability to constantly keep expanding uh, and it also keeps you uh, running at a pace which is required uh, so that stands out for me pretty strongly you've mentioned a very a very crucial term there of neuroplasticity the fact that learning isn't episodic it can't be um, it can't be event based i can't expect a one day or a two day workshop or one online course and me just doing that course going through the motions of it will change my life and will upgrade my skills no it 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 is a continuous process and most probably it's just perhaps the first step in that larger journey we need them to take we've gone away from treating learners as children if you're old enough to vote if you're old enough to buy booze <laughs> if you're old enough to uh, choose your life partner you certainly are old enough to be able to choose what you need to learn and speak with managers consult with colleagues to understand what would be the best way forward <laughs> that's absolutely spot on uh, you're right uh, so as uh, i it also changes a lot in t- in terms of the way you design something and the way as managers we enable learning for our teams right uh, the thought that your 
uh, team member mm-hmm. is an adult and that while he may or may not know that much uh, from a functional standpoint depending upon the maturity in the team uh, there is uh, Uh, he's still at the heart of it an adult and hence needs to be treated with that respect needs to be treated with that level of ownership and the best that you can do is to lay out the need for learning very strongly uh, and uh, you know just provide be a support system uh, rather than uh, you know a force uh, to that extent great so i'm going to hold you up on that and i'm going to ask you then since you're saying that the managers need to provide that support so what are the according to you some of the key touch points for the manager to consider so, uh, you know the role of a manager cannot be overstated uh, that is in my opinion one of the strongest and the most vital roles in a in an employee's learning journey probably because that's also the one common thread right in the entire learning continuum uh, there are many many ways okay uh, uh, i've seen managers who can contribute even by the simple task of say allowing a team member to attend the learning journey right in cultures at a very hierarchical even a manager letting uh, a team member attend a learning journey uh, can sometimes be a great uh, help uh, to the slightly more uh, and actually a lot more mm-hmm. complicated uh, aspects say performance coaching right uh, asking questions that matter at moments uh, uh, that are uh, coachable moments to that extent so in this entire continuum a manager can be a pretty strong support uh, so the benefit uh, in my understanding is uh, a manager uh, you know has a luxury of uh, also having a bit of an informal and an organic learning ecosystem and that's something that an lnd team uh, does not have that is something that a human resource team will not have a manager can provide uh, that kind of an ecosystem uh, if i were to speak of uh, you know actual touch points Uh, a few things in my uh, in my own experience that work really well are say actual learning projects right we all as managers we work with our teams uh, on projects uh, that while are oriented towards delivering a business um, outcome these can be wonderful learning opportunities so a simple task like uh, you know having a post project reflection conversation uh, goes a long way so getting your team to sit together and see hey what 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 had we set out to do and what have we been able to achieve what could we have done differently and uh, what are the strengths that we need to leverage uh, is, that's a pretty powerful uh, uh, conversation something else that i also see happen is uh, you know a download of your own personal experience so as a manager you've you've possibly had the liberty mm-hmm. of seeing the world a little bit longer than your team member or or with a little bit more breadth than your team member just sharing what your experience has been or what the experience mm-hmm. of your other peers or your role models have has been is also pretty uh, useful because uh, you know so uh, you know going back to what you said your team member is an adult right and adults learn best when you speak to them like adults when you have a conversation a two way dialogue uh, you know rather than a one way uh, preachy mode of uh, communication so th- these these are very important things and the last thing that comes to my mind on this is uh, a manager plays a crucial role creating that platform uh, giving a sense of a psychological safety for his team to learn and experiment and be okay with the failures so long as we're learning from them so a manager can actually create a very conducive space uh, psychologically for the entire team to flourish and and you know the the thought that really came through very strongly there was that of understanding that the role of the manager isn't really to instruct and inform at all times but it's also to inspire and that's 
a source of inspiration for learners, you know, taking taking that next step that they need to take in terms of learning. And therefore, the manager is also thinking of uh, what is it that they can do to inspire and stimulate people to to drive a desire in them to be able to learn things rather than having to nominate them and then tell them you have to attend this program. I can't tell you how many times I've heard from business managers, you know, my team members are just not ready to attend this. Can't you just like make <laughs> it mandatory? And that's usually what happens at the end of the day. The only thing that stands between them and the next role they take on is, you know, we'll promote you. Why did you attend these courses? Absolutely. Going through promotions at times. All right. Now that was what managers can do to be able to inspire their teams and, you know, touch points that they have with their team members. But managers are people themselves. And, you know, there are things that they can do to keep their learning on a continuous flow. And uh, on that, Shruti, actually, uh, there was an article that was shared by a, a common friend of ours, an HBR article called Learning to Learn, where the article talks about the fact that all individuals and all learners have aspirations, vulnerability, self-awareness, and curiosity. Uh, but over the years, we tend to lose touch of it. It's almost, it, it, it's a childlike quality that most people are born with. And as Ken Robinson once <laughs> mentioned, we educate ourselves out of it. Uh, and that's what happened over time. But, you know, the uh, the long and short of it was, you know, the article in, encouraging learners to engage in constructive self-talk and changing their inner narrative. So changing it from, you know, I don't need to learn this to thinking about uh, what would my future look like if I did. Um, and, you know, changing it from I'm, I'm already fine at this to saying, am I really fine at this? Am I really good at this skill? Or how do I compare on this with my peers? And to address that age-old question that this, I'm not doing this learning or I'm not doing this work because it's boring, to thinking about, I wonder why others find it so interesting and, you know, and, and telling yourself that I'm going to make mistakes at the beginning and it's all right, I'll, I'll get better. I can only get better if I, if I try further in this wanted to get your sense on you know what else could managers do to keep that learning so i think this is a very very important part in our conversation kenneth because uh, you know while uh, you said that uh, in a lighter tone saying that managers are people uh, i think we do tend to forget that uh, we do tend to forget that and it doesn't come across as intuitively to us when we are designing and thinking about an ecosystem uh, versus when we are having say a, a informal rendezvous right like we're doing right now so one of the people and you know mm-hmm. one of the uh, people i uh, am really uh, inspired by is swami vivekanand and i just thought of sharing something that he said there are certain things that cannot pass down from books and that the best way of passing some of them from one individual to the other is by a person right so there's a transfer of energy and there's a transfer of conviction uh, that can happen the best when a person holds it for you rather than a tablet or any other setting like that and the reason i bring that is uh, one of the most most important mm-hmm. things that a manager can do is to himself or herself subscribe to the philosophy of lifelong learning and that's something you can't fake you either believe in it or you don't uh, but what i've seen happen is when you do believe in it there's a transfer of conviction to the team and there is nothing uh, that is more uh, energizing than that transfer of conviction because once once the need of learning is truly felt and internalized uh, the rest is easy right i mean the rest is just about uh, seeing where you are today and what is needed for tomorrow and uh, just putting in the right uh, sort of a ladder uh, for that bridge to be uh, gapped uh, so 
very very important for managers is to believe it uh, to role model it and the way to do it uh, themselves uh, is to constantly be updated constantly keep talking about how they spend their time how, how what have they been learning what have they been failing at and hence what are they learning uh, from that process uh, it's a very powerful conversation uh, and the more personal and the more the manager can be at the helm of it the stronger that conviction uh, passes down uh in terms of uh, you know what learning methods or platforms can be leveraged i know managers are already hard pressed for time and uh, thankfully in the world today uh, the content is getting small so there are lots of articles and podcasts and videos uh, even books right so online courses one doesn't need to do the course in its entirety one can just do what uh, they're looking at uh, at the moment of need uh and uh, once you've learned that you sort of always ensure that it passes down to more people and you know you become the teacher uh i think i think these are a few things that i've personally seen uh, work really well and hey i hope you've been enjoying the episode so far do let me know what your thoughts are on this new format of open discussions with special guests on the episodes and share with me your comments your questions your suggestions your compliments and brickbats either on twitter on @mgtontoast or via email to mgtontoast@gmail.com i look forward to hearing from you soon and now right back to the podcast that's a perfect segue sort of to the next question that i had in mind now what are the formats in which people can learn what i call as the learning diet and how would you describe the current learning diet that our teams have do you think it's healthy right now i mean are you seeing any changes happening in that diet and so uh, i would just take a step back and say that any kind of a diet right uh, uh, whether it be actual food diet or the learning diet that we're speaking about needs to be centered very strongly on the person who's being uh, thought of so the modern learner as a learner today is called uh, there are studies that show that uh, the learner has only about 24 minutes in an entire week for formal learning um, that's a staggering data point that's a staggering wow. data 24 minutes mm-hmm. is as long as an episode of friend and that's all a person spends for the formal learning and uh, couple that with the fact that the attention spans are reducing right attention spans are reducing drastically if you put these two data points together it's very very important that your diet is healthy uh, that your diet is a adequate mix of formats mm-hmm. uh from a length standpoint so saying that long say two day long classroom interventions to a five minute video uh, on a youtube or harvard to saying that my format does not only need to be looked at from a time perspective but also from a learner's learning style standpoint so there are a few people who learn really well when they are watching right there there lot of mm-hmm. lot more visual to that extent uh there are a few who learn best when they hear about it uh there are a few who learn best when they read and there are a few who learn best from people right there are a few who learn best through conversations and through uh, a dialogue mm-hmm. so keeping all of these things in mind you might choose to uh look at platforms that allow for this diversity uh to coexist and it 
something that that increases your learner's exposure to different formats because the learner himself or herself also might not know to be honest about yeah. how do they learn best uh, but uh, over a period of time that exp- mm-hmm. what that exposure creates is you know a sense of uh, more self awareness on what's working best for them and then they run with it right and then they run with uh, what what's been working for them mm-hmm. and yeah i mean you know when when we speak of the diet itself you know most people are spending only about 24 minutes a week learning and this is happening in the age of binge watching where people go episode after episode season after season of watching some of the favorite shows on netflix and and prime or any other platform and i think that separates perhaps a course on on an online platform versus a show that someone's watching uh, is is perhaps a level of engagement that they might have you know not everything fits everyone um, and each learner must become aware of what is the form of learning that they engage with the most uh, and where are they going to experience the maximum amount of success and for managers therefore it becomes very crucial for them to uh, to yeah participate in that discovery process with their team members you know appreciate the nuances of everyone's work come to understand that not everyone works the same way not everyone learns the same way uh, and if if they can if they can do that they can step away from this blindly following or oh, that organization or that team is learning from such and such platform or doing such and such thing so i'm just going to blindly just copy those steps and try it out in my team and should work here as well uh, of course mm. it, you know it's, it's almost cliched now to say that one size doesn't fit all but it's, it's important for us to uh, appreciate the fact that you know we also need to spend time to understand what size does fit someone and what are the uh, what are some of True. the key elements that would work for each of the team members uh you know the the other question that i think many managers would have on their mind would be you know uh, what changes would they therefore need to bring uh, in their approach towards learning for their team members knowing that there are these different options uh, what would you recommend to them one thing that i uh, i'm sure will help is just you know a shift from looking at learning as something that's outside of work it is not uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know that you did 6 hours of work and 2 hours of learning or that you did you know 7 1 or whatever it's never it's never an unlinked activity uh, because time and again mm-hmm. we've seen that you know when learning is approached that way uh, it does produce a euphoric uh, level 1 or a reaction from participants but it hardly translates into uh moments where that learning needs to be retrieved or that learning needs to be translated into work so as managers uh mm-hmm. this is going to be the biggest outlook shift uh, and the reason i call it a biggest outlook shift is because when you look at learning as a process when you look at learning as a journey and when as a manager you realize that you are the one constant thread in in your team members learning journey you start creating avenues for learning everywhere you don't then wait for an email to come from a learning team opening up a program you don't wait for an induction program to be mandated you take the reins uh, in your hand and you start participating in it a lot more proactively and and mm-hmm. it makes a lot of business sense for managers to do that you know uh, an employee who feels uh, that he's Uh, in a constant dialogue uh, an employee who feels that his growth is at the center uh, you know of his entire career and that it's actually an important part uh, of uh, for his manager it tends to be a lot more uh, interested and invested and engaged in his work 
so uh, you know what a manager can do and what they need to do is to have a lot of regular conversations conversations that are beyond the ones that are mandated through say a pms cycle or a traditional 360 kind of an approach so every project that you do every important meeting that you come out of uh, every good seminar that one is attended or every major uh, life event that somebody is going through or a book that somebody is read can be made as an anchor for a conversation and i think as managers you have uh, you know the most potent <laughs> tools of all which is a meeting right a meeting as a platform uh, when integrated with learning uh, becomes a very strong combination so you can start a meeting with a sharing uh, of learning uh, you can uh, end a meeting with that right Uh, it becomes an important placeholder uh, i think it's very important to also understand uh, that your team uh, is a system it works together in a way and that you cannot really bring about mm-hmm. a change uh, in an individual without it impacting the rest or that it it will not last so the moment you start looking at your team as a system in its whole and then you see you try and understand what are the informal conversations that are happening what is the narrative of the team uh, do they truly perceive you as a person who believes in lifelong learning and is okay with the concepts like psychological safety and is is actually able to create that for the team if you see that their inner narrative is conducive to learning uh, you've honestly nailed it you know uh, rest is easy rest is pretty easy true true so here's what i'm going to do now i'm going to ask you then the fact that it is a mix of high tech and low tech that one needs to do the high tech of course being that we be engaging with learning platforms online resources and tools but we also need to match that up with low tech yes but it's perhaps pretty pretty intensive and and impactful when it comes to actually creating a success on the ground which is of conversations and so on what would be two high tech and two low tech um, kind of activities that you would definitely suggest Uh, managers sure. should take up uh, you know from a high tech perspective i think most of the uh, firms right now have their own learning experience platforms or their lms platforms and uh, what a what a, a simple act that a manager can do is to himself mm-hmm. or herself engage with that platform and then maybe just share or recommend some of the content pieces uh, that have worked for him yeah. uh, right that is one wonderful way of leveraging technology the other thing is you know and i'm cognizant of the fact that people don't learn only through the platforms that are provided to provided to them right you might learn from a news article you might learn from whatsapp you might learn from a youtube video that randomly got recommended to you while you were watching you know something else or a topic of a different interest uh, whenever something like this comes just share it just share it through the informal network Uh, uh you know most of the platforms today allow for recommendations most of the platforms uh, have that inherent ability to personalize and you know make those recommendations a lot more uh, basis the learner L- leveraging a technology that is any which way moving towards personalization uh, you know mm-hmm. just adding that additional layer of a personal recommendation to it uh, goes a yeah. long way uh, in the high tech uh, space uh in the low tech or the high touch mm. the way i would want to look at it uh, <laughs> uh i i've always found that to be a better oh, a nice you know way of yeah. thinking about it uh, one one uh, very powerful uh, resource is the power of questions uh, asking questions that ignite reflection asking questions mm-hmm. that 
don't necessitate a reply in a yes or a no or a short answer but you know asking open questions uh, which uh, you uh, yeah. hope will ignite and trigger some sort of a reflection uh, mm-hmm. so so from a conversation high touch standpoint i think that works really well the other thing the second uh, thing that works is stories i i think stories work brilliantly uh, you know stories from your own life stories from other leaders stories from you know even traditional so we see a lot of uh, netflix and hotstar we see a lot of content uh, you know even bringing in elements from those uh, you know trying to say do a character debrief together on a show that you are sure almost everyone has watched in your team uh, is a powerful way of uh, dissipating information that is actually yeah. uh, doesn't look very formal it, it becomes very informal uh, yeah i think these things uh, can surely help mm-hmm. absolutely and, and and beyond that aspect of you know it being informal with, with what you get with uh, the high uh, high touch getting with these high touch experiences is you also have a higher tolerance for unstructured forms of learning which sometimes is lacking because we believe we work with professional organizations and being professional means always being structured and i think it's going to be the biggest success of a manager if their team uh when asked by somebody else uh, you know on how are you learning if they find difficulty in answering that right a team that is that continues to learn but finds it difficult to actually point a finger in that actually indicates how intricately woven that is in the culture of the team and that is going to be brilliant when every meeting when every conversation when every project becomes mm. a, a a way of learning uh, you know that's a, that's a place to reach and you know with with of course as covering this entire diet and understanding that there are all of these things we can do uh, the the big elephant in the room is hmm. many organizations are currently going through budget cuts whether we like it or not one of those initiatives that does get axed is the learning budgets so how does a manager then drive learning in a wuka world especially at a time when their budgets have let's say been slashed entirely or maybe a sure. significant chunk of it has been cut down so you have tech enabled learning you know run to your rescue uh, because uh, tech becomes a wonderful answer to all the times when uh, the airports are either not operational or you don't have the budgets to allow 50 people to come together it works brilliantly when your teams are geographically first Uh, it works brilliantly when the number of people that you want to cover is not 50 or 100 but say runs in thousands uh, tech comes to rescue there uh, what i wanted to start off by saying is that you know mm-hmm. in their own head managers need to delink the cost and the impact of learning uh, it's uh, in an age where most of the stuff is available on youtube and uh, while i i agree that not everything on a youtube is uh, you know uh, on point uh, i'm sure that uh, you can continue to have a focus on learning even when money's yeah. uh, don't uh, sort of support that uh, if you look at moocs for example right if i were to just take a use case of moocs yeah. you have the le- you have leading uh, institutes in the world institutes like a harvard and a stanford and wharton uh, places where people dream to be you have all of these people you you have all of these institutes uh, uh, giving out their content at prices which are which are actually throw away and even if you don't want to do a full fledged certification right if if it if the intent mm. is to get knowledge 
I think uh, you can just audit a course free of cost. And so the, so the way yeah. I look at it, the impediment right now is not so much the money. Uh, of course, money makes it easier. Money makes it uh, a lot more uh, easier for a few things to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but it does not substitute an interest in learning. If one has an interest in learning, if one has a need for learning, uh, I don't think money becomes uh, comes in the way that strongly as we otherwise think of it. True. I think some some of it is perhaps linked to linked to this idea that behavioral economists talk about the fact that you yes. don't. Uh, take something seriously unless you have put some money behind it. Uh, I mean, perhaps going back to that uh, earlier example you were giving about food diets and so on. You know, going to a dietitian and paying some money for it versus picking out a free, freely available diet document of, you know, of a search engine. Uh, you you tend to do better when that when you've paid money to a dietitian. Sometimes they say it's because of the investment we've made. But I think here you've made a valid point of the fact that investment doesn't necessarily have to be about money. It can also be of your intent, of the time that you're giving. Um, uh, you can spend uh, a good, a significant amount of time crafting um, a unique experience for your team members to go through and see how you can enhance that experience further so that the learning that your team members gain from it is immense and yeah. So if I may just add, very, very important to know who is, who is this learning for? Who's at the center of it? Are you, are you wanting to dissipate learning because you think it is important? Or is it truly something that the team needs at that point in time? Because, you know, like you said, even if you go to a dietitian and, you know, I'll, I'll stretch that a little bit more and say that even if you have paid that money, but if you don't really feel the need, if you're not convinced of why a diet change is required, you know, possibly you were doing it just because everyone else was, or because, you know, that that's the thing you keep reading about of often if if the need is not clear uh, nothing can save you through so it's important that uh, uh, you know that's very clearly charted out yeah. and and there's only so much that lnd professionals uh, like uh, like you and i could do in this case i mean most lnd professionals all put together perhaps cannot get one learner to do anything if 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 the, if the learner is themselves not interested in taking that up and you know it, it sometimes is a fallacy we we tend to believe in as team members as managers the fact that you know we require this extra system but you know what i've seen is the fact that while you have systems in place and you do need them to make things run smoothly it's also as much uh, about a mindset being nurtured about mindset of growth about uh, a mindset of learning that i want to uh, improve day on day and only if I invest that time will whatever it is that is happening within the organizational ecosystem will create a positive influence in my life because otherwise it doesn't take off. What has been your experience with this aspect? Uh, so of very strong buzzword at that, not for the words, but what it stands for is uh, the concept of growth mindset, right? Uh, you know, uh, it's a, it's something that Carol Dweck uh, has put together uh, mm-hmm. you know, after a lot of research and uh, the reason I reference uh, growth mindset right now is uh, there's a very fine balance between systems and mindset. None can exist without the other, right? Even if you have a mindset that is fully invested in learning, uh, you do need systems that nurture it. You need adequate reinforcements. You need you need uh, the the learner to be aware of. Uh, uh, you know, in terms of what all can they choose from. So systems are very important. Having said that, systems alone cannot help. Uh, if if your team does not operate in a space where 
they look at learning as an opportunity if they do not operate in a space where failures are the stepping stone to success and if they don't engage with failures if they don't say hey this is something different than what was anticipated you know mm-hmm. how, how do we learn from it how do we do it differently the next time if they don't engage with it mm-hmm. uh, there is really no learning yeah. happening so so one kind of a learning is you knowing more and more and more about concepts you know 10 different words that's not learning learning is how can you change your own behavior how can you do things differently at a point where you need it uh, how can you bring back uh, relevant knowledge from all that you've you know uh, thought of and uh, read about in so many uh, you know articles so the point is uh, if you do not have a growth mindset if you do not fundamentally believe that uh, you know it's not about talent that that it is effort that is going to bring out my true potential and that i will fail i will fail but it's not me who's failing i'm failing at a particular task so so there's something wonderful that carol dweck says and she says that many of us are in the tyranny of now uh, we need to be in the power of yet right so saying that i cannot do something yet or my team cannot do something yet uh, that's uh, that's a very profound uh, concept and as managers the way it lands is the way you're appreciating your teams right uh rather than appreciating your teams only on the outcome deconstruct the process deconstruct what led to this outcome uh being a certain way good or bad doesn't matter uh that's that's pretty important in my opinion yeah and and it almost is like the foundation of all the things that we've spoken of so far whether you want to keep the learning continuous and make it lifelong whether you want to expand your base of learning and pick up new formats and ways of learning Uh, getting the teams and yourself more comfortable with tech-based learning, or whether it's taking greater ownership and not letting budgets be a limiting factor, but almost almost like an inspiring factor for you, all of that is taken care of by the growth mindset. And your amount of control on uh, things in a world which is very much VUCA is very less, right? As as opposed to a world which is pretty stable and which does not evolve what that much. and the direct linkage between vuca world and learning is the agility uh, with which we approach our learning it is the uh, and the other significant thing is the whole concept of failures right so when you are in a right. world where you are in a world where you can't see very clearly when you can't predict very clearly uh, you have two options either you don't do anything and you just stay with the status quo Uh, or you try something uh, a very high probability when you're trying something is that you will encounter some failures right the way a growth mindset sits perfectly here is how do we deal with those failures do we immediately get on to a blame game do we immediately start comparing to other teams who have you know momentarily won that battle so it is always keeping a focus on the yeah. fact that it's fine to lose a few battles to win the war right and the war is that of our own learning journeys our own potential yeah. uh, so the more you engage with things that you don't know which which automatically means that you know you're secure and that you're open to outside in you're open to admitting and you're open to reaching out uh, the more you embrace this the more the woka world is going to be uh, you know personally rewarding or else you'll just try and survive it and there is no way to survive so uh, the the lens so the way the world is complex and volatile today it will be differently complex and volatile tomorrow but it's never going to not be vuka it's it's always going to be vuka and it's only your mindset that can sail you through it yeah true and and 
in in a VUCA world, the, as you said, the, the possibility of failure is very high. And if you've not learned how to fail successfully, it really means you need to you need to practice. You need to perfect the art of failing as well. It has to be done in a certain manner, and you require practice for that. Which means giving the teams that safe space and the opportunity to fail, but also failing smartly, so that you're learning from that entire experience. And and that again sort of circles right back to the top of where we started. The fact that you then make learning a more vibrant and alive process, a process that uh, isn't just relegated to portals and platforms and courses and articles. Uh, but it actually comes alive uh, with the team um, through the manager playing a crucial role, but also with the team members individually themselves. And each one sort of carries, that, uh, carries that light of learning forward uh, into the into the times ahead. Um, that's that's all the that's all the time we have for it. And it's such a pity uh, the time has just gone by so fast. But it's it's been a wonderful conversation uh, with you, Shruti. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much, Ken. It's been an absolute uh, pleasure for me as well. Thank you so much. Hey, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Management on Toast. What did you think of it? Were there questions that we were able to answer for you? And I don't know if you realized there was a bit of lag between uh, Shruti and my conversation in this recording. My apologies for it. Uh, I'm learning just as much as you are through this podcast about the entire process of production and I hope to be able to correct that in the coming episodes. Here are some key takeaways from the conversation that you just heard. Learning isn't really an episode-based or an event-based activity. It's a lifelong process. There's no other alternative we have in a VUCA world and therefore it's important for you as a manager to treat your team members as adults. Allow them to be able to attend learning that you know would benefit them but they also are able to choose based on their understanding of what would benefit the organization. Find out the right moments where you can coach them, what Shruti calls as the coachable moments for individuals and engage with them in those moments. Share your experiences as much as possible with your team members and share with them the learning that you gained uh, in those experiences. Most importantly, provide them a psychologically safe space to ensure that that learning process is continuous. And just as you engage your team members in a lifelong learning process, you too need to role model the same process through a changed internal narrative, through self-talk, asking yourself why you may not be believing in learning at the moment and what could change your mind so that your conviction could inspire your team members to take up learning. Look at what your team's current learning diet is and see what you may need to add in to that diet based on the preferences of the learners, the technology that's available in the organization, but most importantly, something that will create a high impact experience for your team members. Remember, high impact doesn't always mean high tech. Sometimes it could mean high touch. Look at stories and open questions online platforms for learning and learning experiences that are already being provided by your organization to make the most of all the opportunities that they hold within it. Most importantly though, aim to intricately weave the learning into the work life by making every moment of interaction with your team and of the team with each other as a moment of learning. 
learning budgets are going to be a problem and may come in the way of creating a high impact learning experience but don't let that be an impediment remember that the clarity of needs your learners have is what will create a high impact experience for them and as managers you need to be able to delink the budgets from the impact of learning finally learning isn't really possible in the wuka world if we do not build a growth mindset with our team members allowing them the opportunities to grow and opportunities to learn from their failures as a manager you need to support them to learn smartly and learn quickly from their failures so that they are able to emerge successful much faster talent is good to have but it's more important that effort is put in by your team members towards learning a new skill we are most times caught up in the tyranny of now and as carol dweck said it's more important for us to be in the power of yet that was it for this episode i hope to see you again for another episode very soon until then take care